It's another Manly Monday, and this Manly Monday, we are talking about nice guy rage. Now, I want to be clear. This video is not about why all nice guys are seething cauldrons of rage. That's not true. I don't believe that. I, I far from believe it. What this is about is the reality that people can't tell the difference between a guy who's quiet because he's secretly, and kind of people-pleasy, because he's secretly a seething cauldron of rage and a guy who might just be autistic. And because notably women can't tell the difference, they just avoid everyone to avoid the seething cauldron of rage. And that's not fair to the autistic guys or other guys who, you know, might have other neurodivergencies OCD is one. Um, even ADHD. A lot of a lot of people with ADHD, I know, don't talk because they don't want to hyper talk. Um, but some people are just shy. Some people are just awkward. Some people are avoidant. There's a lot of reasons why someone would be quiet, but not the seething cauldron of rage. And I am going to break down the difference. And how I do litmus tests, because I would rather do the litmus tests and get called a bitch, because I always do when they go off, uh, rather than, you know, avoiding every guy who's quiet. So that's what this video is about. If you like this sort of content, help support this channel, become a monthly patron, patreon.com slash Leanna K, or buy a one-time Leanna Care session for somebody who can use it but can't afford it. A lot of the insights come from these one-on-ones with clients that I, I there are a bunch of awesome dudes, coffee.com slash Leanna K, or donate to our men's groups, the GoFundMe in the description box. We're going to add it to that little graphic soon. Um, but yeah, we've already raised 115 bucks for the GoFundMe, which absolutely thrills me. I, It was a soft launch. I haven't been pushing it on social media or anything like that. So that makes me really happy. If we if we stay at that pace until the fall, we're, we're going to have enough to get started. So yay, that yay. Um, okay, so nice guy rage versus actual just shy, quiet, nice guy. This is inspired by a uh, an exchange. Well, no, it, it was, I, I went rawr, on a guy because he called my friend a groomer. And this was a guy I knew for a while and he was a nice guy. But every so often, I saw little flashes of the rage. Now, the problem is that these guys make all guys look bad. And if anybody's had a bad experience with this guy, with those guys who get really, really nasty, they basically have a trauma response when anybody gets angry and takes it out on guys that are, you know, angry for valid reasons. The anger is okay. Even being really angry is okay. I was really angry at this guy and I told him as much. Anger is not the problem. Anger can be controlled. Rage 
Rage is destructive. That's the distinction I'm making here. Now, some background, because I, I, I don't want to get into all of this. I'm going to talk about where the fight started on Wellness Wednesday, because people are losing their fucking minds over Barbie lately, and it's actually really interesting to me. I want to talk about it. Uh, yes, this started with a fight over Barbie. This guy, who I have known for quite a while, I worked on some committees with this guy, but I haven't seen him in years. So something could have happened. I don't know. But he called, uh, he dropped the groomer thing at another friend of mine. And I'm pretty sure they know each other. Well, yeah, they're Facebook friends. But he dropped the groomer thing on my friend over a Hooters waitress outfit for a Barbie doll. Yeah, that's where it started. And he made a comment about Barbie should never be sexualized. At first, dude, what planet are you living on? Even Margot Robbie said Barbie is sexualized but not sexy in an article for Variety where she was promoting the movie. Again, I will talk about why I don't totally agree with her uh, on Wednesday, but I took her point when she explained it. I agreed with her explanation. It's like, yes, let's not quibble about language. Let's take the greater point. Yes, I agree with the distinction. It was about how she prepared for the character, but lots of people did nasty shit with their Barbies because, you know, one of the things the Barbie movie explores is that people don't only pour their hopes into dolls. They pour their frustration and anger into dolls. And what's a dude doing gatekeeping Barbie to another dude? And I'll spare the other details, but because it's off topic. But I told him, whoa, big red flag, because this is somebody, I used to do a book club at Hooters, and this guy went, and I'm like, oh God, he was leering at the fucking waitresses the whole time, wasn't he? Oh God, he went to charity events where I was wearing less than a Hooters waitress. Oh God, gross. Oh, that was my honest reaction. Like, I thought dude was cool. Dude's not cool. Let me explain what I mean by cool. It's totally cool to appreciate an attractive woman. It's totally cool to look. It's okay to touch in certain circumstances, right? It's not okay to sexualize a job that actually isn't inherently sex work and then insist that there's something dirty or wrong with it. And that's what Barbie should never be sexualized, you know, suggests that there's something dirty and gross about being a Hooters waitress. And I patently disagree with that. You make better tips in it based on the the size of the check and yes it's because guys are showing off they want to impress you they're not totally thinking clearly but 
A waitress is not a sex worker. And those restaurants rise and fall on, you know, fairly sex positive principles. I mean, it's a joke that Hooters is considered a family restaurant complete with kids menu. That's part of the reason they had the, the Barbie doll clothes back in the day. But let's face it, most people didn't buy those for their kids. They bought it for themselves. There's a lot of guys who are into Barbie. Not as into Barbie as this guy seems to be. But the best way I heard it is it's great to admire a beautiful work of art. Just don't try to tear it off the wall. And if you can't handle a Barbie in a Hooters waitress outfit, you think that's inherently sexualized. Red flag, right? And that's where the nice guy mask started to fall. Because I told him off on Facebook. And then like a week later, he's on Twitter condescending to me over Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm like, you know, you guys know me. I gave him a warning. And I gave, I think I gave him a second warning, but he definitely got a warning to back the fuck off. And when he didn't back the fuck off, I was like, because it was, I don't know if you guys saw that tweet over, all right, assholes, who didn't tell me that the Dungeons and Dragons movie was set in the Forgotten Realms? It was a joke. I actually tweeted afterwards. This tweet was a joke because some people weren't getting it, but it was very clearly a joke. It was laughing because it took, I was laughing because it took me forever to watch the movie and I ended up quite liking it. Uh, you know, but this guy's like, Forgotten Realms has been fifth edition canon since 2013. Well, yes, but what does that have to do with the movie? They fucked up D&D movies before. You know? But it was like, yeah, yeah, condescending jackass. But when he got the warning and ignored the warning, I was like, this was a joke, dude. Maybe if you weren't obsessing and calling people groomers over fucking Barbie dolls dressed as waitresses, you would have caught the joke. And the nice guy mask slipped almost immediately. Like, it didn't slip. It just blew up to the point that he objected to to the fact that he he did the whole we should talk about this privately and i said why your comment was public you called a guy a groomer in public apologize to him and buddy insisted that if my friend really wanted an apology he should come to him big red flag not nice guy not not okay got mad when i said you're not really sorry because somebody who's really sorry doesn't make the person come to them. Uh, and when I pointed out that he was playing the, oh, uppity woman needs to consider the comfort of the, you know, the big man, he told me to get off my, he denied thinking I was uppity and told me I was on a high horse. Which is saying I'm uppity. Like, this is the stuff that makes the whole liberal wing of things very, very fraught. Now, conservative circles have it too. And I want to be really careful. This isn't a question of only one 
group doing this, but there's a particular creep factor, like sleaze factor on the left that makes it harder, right? Because if a guy is openly like traditional family values, we know what that template is, right? They're not suggesting that men and women are equal. They're, in, they're, they're functioning on the fact that men and women are complementary, which means there are natural roles for women and natural roles for men. It's actually easier to navigate that system without stepping on a rage trigger. Women like me avoid those circles because I am not trad, right? If a woman wants to be trad, that's her choice. I am not trad. And the problem you get into is these guys who act like big allies to women. And I mean, this guy was around when I was cosplaying Power Girl, right? And make a big thing about, you know, enjoying burlesque and pinup art. And all that stuff. And he seemed, like I said, with, with a few notable exceptions, all right. And then he's saying a Hooters waitress outfit is sexual. And again, you can agree with him on Hooters. But insisting Barbie is not inherently sexualized, waist down to here, boobs out to here. Like if dress is sexual, then a certain amount, certain type of body is sexual. And no, I'm a, you know, I'm a 32i bra cup. I have a problem with this idea. A, a woman is not a sex object just because boobs are a certain size. You know, and waist is a certain size. And that's where it's like, yikes. Because these guys get into spaces under the guise of being harmless. And then you see the anger. Because this guy was not backing down. And I pointed out to him that if he can call somebody a groomer and be unapologetic, he should be totally fine with me pointing out his misogyny. With the condescension over D&D &D and, and the scary ass attitudes but, uh, towards waitresses, you know. And at one point he said, well, I thought it was I thought it was a distinction that she was working at Arby's. In, she was working at Hooters and not Arby's. That was my mistake. And I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter whether she's a waitress at the fucking Playboy Club. A waitress is not a sex worker. And of course, a lot of people watching this who have done food service are like, uh-huh, I heard stories from guys who saw this who used to, used to wait tables who, you know, their skin crawled. Uh, and then uh, a few others who also, who also waited tables who, yeah, guys sexualized waitresses to an unhealthy degree. And it made the skins of people of both genders crawl. And I'm sure there's some non-binary people who are going Ugh, as well. And that's one of those things that we know it happens. We still don't want to encounter it. The fact that it happens and we deal with it does not make it okay. 
And this guy couldn't figure out, he, he was not willing to understand why I was so, like, dude, we took pictures when I was in a plunging V corset and ruffle panties. And now I'm finding out you think a Hooters waitress Barbie doll is sexualized? Ugh. You know, uh, blah. And this is a really difficult reaction to put into words, I realize, because it is so visceral. And it, it basically comes down to, was I actually in danger there and didn't know it? Because the entitlement coming off a guy, he wouldn't give me a direct apology. It was apologies to whoever was offended, you know, wouldn't give me an apology but also wouldn't seek out the friend I was defending to offer an apology. He was making the guy come to him, which let's face it, is all about power and control. And the amount of, you know, minimization and gaslighty tactics of adults speak to each other in private. Yeah, he said that. Adults also call people on their bullshit. And if you do something in public, expecting it called out in public, especially on the Internet. But again, if this guy had just been a jerk from the beginning, it wouldn't have been nearly so, bleh, you know. And I understand there's a lot of subjectivities here and that makes it hard to understand. And this is the part where I make that better. Don't worry. Don't worry, because again, like I said, the purpose of this video is talking about how to separate someone like that who, bleh, um, you know, just won't quit it even when he's being told, like, dude, you dropped an alt-right talking point to a person of color and you're gatekeeping a girl's toy when... You know, as far as anybody knows, he's a straight heterosexual male, like straight heterosexual, straight cisgender male. And let's face it, black dudes just don't carry on that way. <laughs> like black, black dudes grew up in other ways, but this is a white boy thing. And that's partially a joke. If that bothered you, let's just move on. Okay. Because... I kick tires specifically so I can flush out the nice guy rage because I would rather do it in public before I'm stuck alone with these guys. Because keep in mind, I have an autoimmune disease and so my hands don't work super well. So... Fighting someone off is not necessarily something I can do. So we're going to keep everything in public. First of all, where there are witnesses. Second of all, where, you know, there's the safety of somebody knowing they're being watched. And the other thing is that, well, I don't want to betray a confidence, but there's certain things this guy lied about. And I know he lied and he doesn't know why I know he lied. Lying, lying's a big thing. The minute you catch someone in a lie, not just 
a mistake, a lie, or a probable lie, something that just doesn't quite make sense. That's, that's a problem. If somebody is minimizing a reaction you had to something, and this counts for everyone, this is men, women, and everyone in between and beyond. If somebody's minimizing your reaction to it, it's not that big a deal. I don't get why you're so upset. Oh, be mature about this. Red flag. Because if something bothers you, a truly nice guy cares. They don't have to admit they did anything morally wrong, but they can show caring that it had such a bad effect on you. And I told him the reasons I was creeped out and pissed off. And afterwards he pulled the, this isn't like you, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm fucking creeped out and pissed off. And I told you that. Condescension is bad. And this is, this is where a lot of people with autism get misunderstood because the, the info dumping, the explaining, especially if it's combined with a fawn response can come off as condescending. But, you know, if you're sincerely sorry and you're like, look, I want to understand why you're upset. Can we please slow it down a bit? That's a cool guy response. That's a nice cool guy. That's not nice guy rage. When it starts becoming about power, when a guy starts, when anybody starts standing on ceremony and pulling, well, if they're really upset, they can come to me. It's like the other guy unfriended this dude on Facebook over this. And, you know, the fact that I was so pissed off indicates, gee, fucker. You think maybe I'm trying to tell you something. Maybe people are pissed at you and like bothered because the whole groomer accusation ain't cool um, for anybody. But the particular details of this circumstance, it was especially uncool uh, because this this is somebody who, who does... Um, you know, it moves moves in LGBTQ plus spaces. I'm being very careful about how I describe this because of details, and I don't know if certain things are announced. But uh, yeah, and uh, you know, the fact that that word should come nowhere near anybody that you know is anywhere near. LGBTQ plus spectrum. No, totally, totally inappropriate. And we shouldn't have to tell someone that. And when we hit the adult should know this point. Now, again, autistic people are going, but I don't. I told this guy exactly what the problem was multiple times. It's not that he didn't know. It's that he didn't care. You know, telling me that Forgotten Realms has been part of the uh, 5th edition D&D, that has nothing to do with the movie. I didn't know the movie was based specifically on 5th edition. 
So don't tell me something I do know that I do already know. And then he, you know, that falls under mansplaining and he mansplained mansplaining to me. And then he mansplained gaslighting and got it wrong. He insisted that gaslighting requires lying. And it doesn't. Gaslighting is anything that makes a person doubt. And, and, the, and when they, they shouldn't. You know, if someone is actually delusional, that's one thing. But, you know, are you sure you're okay? You're having a very strong reaction. That is gaslighting. That is minimizing and that is gaslighting. And it's one thing if somebody's doing it deliberately and is fully aware of it. The scary people are the ones that do it and don't realize they're doing it. They are perpetuating abusive behaviors thoughtlessly. Those people are dangerous. I mean, the ones that do it deliberately are dangerous too, but when they're cold on it, they're like, you know, they're conscious. Nice guy rage is not conscious. Nice guy rage is fueled by an entitlement. And I know that's a, a bad word in men's circles, so hear me out. Wanting, a, wanting somebody to share your life with is not entitled, you know, that, that's, that's human. Um, there's a difference between wanting to meet the right person and wanting a girlfriend. Wanting somebody you connect with, awesome. Wanting someone to fill a role, less awesome. Because one is about the person as an individual and one is not. Wanting a girlfriend and feeling entitled to anything involving other people are not the same thing. And the fact that this guy felt that it was fine to drop the word groomer over a picture. The, the guy posted a picture that he was sent as a gift. And the guy called, dropped the word groomer. And then when it was pointed out to him, it wasn't funny. He couldn't back down. And one of, one of the things, uh, one of the, the colloquial terminologies for this kind of nice guy rage is the expecting something in return nice guy. Um, and that's, you know... Oh, he's owed things. People have to come to him. It's perfectly fine to drop such a heavy accusation and expect everything to be done in private afterwards. No, 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 no. If you dish it out, you have to be able to take it. That's the issue there. It's consistency. Is it rules for you and rules for everybody else? Or is it the same rules for everybody? And... Autistic people tend to be the same rules for everybody. Not, in t not, not, you know, not all. There's some shitty autistic people because they're shitty people of all stripes. But the, the, the autistic people I work with, they're very big on rules. And, and it's almost to the point of paranoia that they are consistent with, with the rules. Nobody's perfect on that point. Sometimes it needs to be pointed out to somebody how they're 
you know, setting rules for everybody else and rules for them. Um, but when it's pointed out to them, they accept it and try to do better. It's not glaring like that. And, and they certainly wouldn't not see the problem with responding to, oh, you're pulling the uppity woman thing to you're on a high horse. Like, that's, because of course, uppity, trying to rise above your place, high horse, rising above your place. Like that, and I guarantee you people will argue it because they got the same problem this guy does. So how to know if you're entitled? Well, do you feel like you're owed or do you recognize that people don't have to talk to you? People shouldn't have, people shouldn't always be seeking you out the same way, you know, a lot of the guys I talk to, the guys that get mistaken for guys like this, it's the opposite. They're always the ones seeking other people out. If you're doing that, if you're putting in the work and not expecting people to come to you, this is not about you. So what do you do to not look like these guys? And, and you know, uh, on the, on people like me will have the fight. Will say, you know, dude, that's not cool to give someone the opportunity to make it right. And, you know, if somebody gets upset with you and you give a shit, you don't have to agree that you did a horrible, awful, no good, very bad thing. Just care that they are upset and don't, don't, don't suggest they're overreacting. Give a shit. That's all you need to do. But also, don't pack your feelings down. Work on your emotional vocabulary and being connected to your emotions. You know, that doesn't mean you're not still going to be awkward. And there's nothing wrong with being awkward. I fucking love awkward. This apparently makes me weird, but I don't care. Awkward can be awesome. Awkward can work. It's a question of, are you in touch with your feelings? Can you name your feelings and put them in your proper place? Because if you can't, you could be boilingly angry and not know it. Or other emotions you're feeling, such as embarrassment, which I think is what it was in this guy's case. He, he was wrong. He fucked up. He knew he fucked up. I was telling him he fucked up. I was saying, dude, just admit you fucked up and apologize to the guy. But because he couldn't admit that he was embarrassed, he blew up. And men are taught to mask all negative emotions as anger. And not even negative emotions, vulnerable emotions. Work on that. And you will not get lumped in with nice guy rage. Because you won't have nice guy rage. And the other thing I'll say about this, because what if I get made fun of? If you express that you're embarrassed or you're frightened or you're thrown off and someone makes fun of you for it, it doesn't matter how good looking she is, man. She's a bad person. And that's... 
that's why it's really important to not put women up on pedestals. Because when you put a woman up on a pedestal, the same way if women put a guy up on a pedestal, you know, teenage girls put Edward Cullen up on a pedestal so they don't see what a creepy shitbag he is. It's the same. If you're putting a woman up on a pedestal because she's very pretty and gives you tingles in your nether regions, you're going to miss where she's potentially abusive until it's too late. And... A lot of guys end up blaming themselves for that. It's not your fault. She took advantage of a vulnerability the same way guys take advantage of vulnerabilities in women and, you know, same-sex couples do it too. But it is possible to develop the skill of saying how you really feel. And if somebody shits on you for that, Recognizing that is a them problem and not a you problem. And if you get in touch with your feelings, those misunderstandings that do lead to, to somebody getting tripped because they're afraid of nice guy rage, keep in mind that the person having that reaction has very likely been in a situation where they were at the mercy of nice guy rage. There's a reason they're having a bad reaction. It's not about you, even though they're reacting to something you did. And I, that sounds like a difficult concept, but someone doing something in reaction to something you did doesn't mean you caused the reaction. Trauma triggers are not about what's happening now. They're about what happened in the past that this thing is reminding them of. And you can't know that the first time it happens. Make sense? Okay. So because it's not your fault, you're not responsible for that reaction. But again, you can care about that reaction. So it's like, I didn't mean to upset you and I'm sorry that I did. What happened? That, that's what, the rager hiding as a nice guy won't do because they can't because the ego is in it and this is where abusive men becomes a real thing that gets in the way and I want to end on this because I don't want anybody to feel like I don't understand that this is very real and this is why we want to do the men's groups in the fall to work on precisely this. When you have been abused, because it's usually emotional abuse with men, right? Sometimes it's physical, but especially when men are abused by women, it's usually emotional abuse. And what they'll do is every time you make the slightest mistake, they will grind that in and make you pay for that they'll bring it up they'll mock you for it they'll beat you down and that can make admitting you made a mistake an impossibly vulnerable position and so that makes it hard when somebody's already had a reaction you don't understand to put yourself there and the way I get through this because I relate to that a lot this is something 
I had to overcome. Sometimes it's still hard depending on the circumstance. But I think of Majimagoro in Yakuza 0. Where he shows up in that tux and a customer's being unruly and he does the big bow, so sorry, right? Giving someone an opportunity to blow up on you again can be the position of strength. That's what Majima Goro does so well. He makes everybody think he's this crazy motherfucker who doesn't know what he's doing when really he's running the long game all the time. You know, he's post-pain. That's why I love the guy. Um, but you know, even Kiryu, Kiryu fucks up all the time in Yakuza and he's just like, you know, Kiryu kind of freezes and it's like, what happens? Um, but neither of them feel the need to be all posturing, especially not with women. And that actually shows more strength. That is actually more dominant for lack of a better term, than needing control. Because the truth is that if somebody blows up at you for saying, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, that is on them, not on you. Also keep in mind that sometimes a person has to get out how hurt they were, especially if it's a big fuck up. You know, like in, in my case with this dude, it's like, I'm going to tell him honestly how his comment made me feel. And it was a shitty way to feel. So if he doesn't fucking care, that's it. I'm going to use him as a chew toy and then he's fucking dead to me. And I didn't use him as a chew toy on my behalf. It's because he went after my friend. And you don't fucking do that. I find that incredibly dishonorable. I find refusing to apologize, standing on ceremony, incredibly dishonorable. And I will fuck back when people fuck around like that. But for me, it's like, it's the Kunari thing. How many people have you lost to the Kun? Lost, you know, from the Kun? None. They were never Kunari. Did I lose a friend here? Nah. That guy was never my friend. He was a guy who was secretly thinking I was a cheap whore object that was no more human to him than that fucking doll. And I put him in that place. So I don't take out bad experiences like that on the good guys who are just awkward and who do just, you know, things come out the wrong way sometimes. There's a huge difference. And... Getting it straight in my head that way is really, really important because I respect the hell out of people who can admit mistakes. And if somebody says to me, look, I'm just really nervous and I have trouble knowing what to do, I will be incredibly understanding. People fuck around. Next, because I think that those guys... You know, pretending to be the guys with legitimate struggle who wouldn't do that. They're shitting where everybody's eating. And quiet guys don't get approached precisely because of these assholes. And so 
I think that collectively, like as a society and in terms of content, like entertainment content that deals with this stuff, I do think we need to be better separating regular guys who aren't like this from terrible people. Like, can we please not make guys like Sheldon Cooper out to be funny? They're not. They're abusive, emotional, like emotionally abusive assholes. That's not funny. Of course, a lot of Hollywood content is written by people like that. So, um, But I would like to work to develop ways, to develop a vocabulary that, that, Everybody can use it. Women can use to express this stuff in a way where we get to say what's true for us without it seeming like it's everybody. It's all men. Because we know it's not. We know it's just some assholes and they're probably the minority. They are just extremely memorable. Um, and I mean, that that's one of the things that we're going to do in the men's groups as well, that if something is more effective, if language is more effective, I'll write a little blog post about it. I'll put it up. I'll make a video about it. Because this is something we can do together and it's something we should do together. And this is so much more productive than just talking past each other. And uh, I'm interested in what, what you guys are going to say, because yeah... Not a week goes by that I have women going, why is it so hard to meet a nice guy? And they're not giving nice guys a chance because they had a bad experience with a guy they thought was really nice, turned out to be horribly emotionally abusive. And they're not an asshole like me. They won't kick someone's tires to see if they're, if they're an asshole because they're so afraid of that explosion because they're traumatized. Similarly, and I'll, I'll close with something. One of these legit, like, good dudes. Like, really good dude. I love this guy to death. Um, he talked about how women never approach the quiet guy in the corner. And I said, hold up. I do approach the quiet guy in the corner. And I've actually had situations where the guy went and complained that I was too aggressive and made him uncomfortable. And that's why women don't do it. <laughs> that uh, jaw drop. He's like, what is wrong with this guy? These guys. Exactly. We got to make it so that those guys, guys is a gender neutral term here, are seen as the exception, not the rule. Because I believe they are. And together... We can work together to do that. And that's why I fundraise. Help support this channel. Become a monthly patron. Patreon.com slash Leanna K. Or buy a one-time Leanna Care session for somebody who can use it but can't afford it. Coffee.com slash Leanna K. Or give to the GoFundMe. So we can do this stuff in groups. One-on-one's great. Groups give a different dynamic. So um, thanks for watching Manly Mondays.